Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend Alyssa, and she is going to talk to us about being a state title holder and her experience at Miss America. So Alyssa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be doing this and that we can make it work, especially after Miss America. My name is Alyssa. I was crowned Miss Iowa 2023 on June 10th. I can't believe how fast this year has gone. It's so sad that my time is coming to an end, but I still have an exciting four to five months as Miss Iowa. And outside of the Miss Iowa world, I am a music educator. So I teach vocal music on top of various instruments that I play. I've been singing ever since I can remember. And I've also been competing in the Miss America opportunity for 14 years. Wow. So the dream of competing on the Miss America stage was definitely one that had been in the making for so many years and something my heart was really set on. So it's just so exciting to be here and talk to you all about that. I love it. So talk a little bit about, you said you'd been competing for 14 years. So talk about how you got started in pageantry. It was actually because of the talent portion. So I've been singing ever since I can remember. And I saw my cousin compete when I was just 10 years old in a local. And I was just enamored by the talent portion. I wanted to be those women so bad. And so in the audience, I turned to my mom and said, I want to do that. I want to sing for people. And she said no, because (laughs) I was the biggest tomboy. I hated makeup. I hated my hair done, dresses. I didn't even like wearing shoes if I could help it. And she's like, you are not going to like this. And I don't want you to become toddlers and tiaras, which was a very popular show at the time. And I basically wore her down enough that she said, fine, you'll do one, you'll lose, and you'll get it out of your system. Lo and behold, I won. And I was junior Miss Scott County in our youth program. And I just fell in love with everything about it. So that talent was the initial spark. And then all the other pieces of the Miss America opportunity really hit me and made an impact. So you're a singer. That's your talent. So talk about how you went about choosing your piece for both your state pageant and then also Miss America. For Miss America, it's pretty easy because it was my state song. So there's nothing wrong with using the same song. If it works, don't don't bother fixing it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But actually, a friend of mine had showed me the song that I sang. It's called I'm a Star by Alan Scott. And I really resonated with the lyrics. So my whole story about my initiative, which we'll dive into, is about resilience and perseverance through the various obstacles that I have faced. And this song really showcases that. It's about overcoming those barriers to accomplish your dreams. And my dream was to be Miss Iowa and to perform on the Miss America stage. And so I got to show them that in my 90 seconds. I love it. I love it. You mentioned it already, but talk about your CSI. You know, what's your name for it? What have you been doing with it this year? And then what are your future plans for it? Absolutely. My community service initiative is entitled Not Your Type, Advocating for Type 1 Diabetes. I am the first known diabetic Miss Iowa, which is really exciting to make history in our state where diabetes is often misrepresented or underrepresented. And this really started my second year in the program at 11 years old when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. It was my very first week of middle school in sixth grade, as hard as you can imagine. And I had never felt so powerless or hopeless in my life. I felt like my voice was ripped away from me. And I didn't see very many people with diabetes in successful positions. So I didn't think that I could be successful either. I didn't see a Miss Iowa like me. I didn't see other educators like me, knowing I wanted to go into music and be a music teacher. But I defied all the odds that I even put against myself 
by continuing to advocate and show people that this disease does not define you or dictate your success. And so for the past 12 and a half years, I've been tirelessly advocating until we find a cure. So some of the work that I've done, I love to educate others about what diabetes is really like because I face a lot of bullying and misrepresentation with what this disease is. And so I, I combat that, whether it's in my own classroom or in classrooms across the country, also through my own podcast called the Not Your Type Podcast. Go listen to that. Um, through my YouTube channel, social media work. But I also love to, after educating others, bring people together to advocate. So having community events, fundraising, working with, I have over 35 international, regional, and national partners that I work with. And I'm very excited to continue some of that work, which is still under wraps right now. Um, that includes some travel, which is exciting. And then also Medicaid. So making sure insulin is affordable for all. So I work with federal and state legislators to ensure that not only do we have all the same rights as other people, but that we are getting the medication that we deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's so awesome. You're, you're doing it all. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we talked about talent, but talk about what your favorite phase of competition is, and then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite. Talent's up there, but I think interview might be my favorite, which makes this so fitting. I love to talk, but also I love that you learn how to share your heart and your personality with someone in such a short amount of time, because that really does help you in your future with job interviews, but also with making connections, networking, making new friends. That is so hard in adulthood to make new friends. And I've been able to do that because not only of the sisterhood that Miss America provides, but the ability to speak to anyone and everyone. Yeah, that's so awesome. And you talked about, you know, the sisterhood of Miss America, which is one of, I guess, like the fifth honorary pillar. But talk about what your favorite pillar of Miss America is. Which which point of the crown is your favorite? Sisterhood's pretty great, I gotta say, but service is definitely my favorite because I've always said the outlet of service saved my life when I was diagnosed. I felt so lost, but having that constant in my life, knowing that I was competing in this organization already, that service was an outlet for me to work through my own grief while helping other people and seeing that impact, I mean, it's so rewarding. And so I truly feel like my purpose in life is to serve others, and I've Miss America to thank for showing me that. That's awesome. I love that. Talk about why you think the judges selected you to represent the state, which I realize is a hard question. So you can take a second to think if you need to. <laughs> you know, despite all the interviews I've done, it's still so hard to like brag about myself, which is something you also have to learn in this organization. But ultimately, from what I heard with the feedback my directors gave me and the judges provided is that they thought I was just very well prepared because I had my business plan in place. I had events starting that very first day that I was Miss Iowa. So I was crowned on Saturday. Sunday, we had sponsored events and photo shoots. And then Monday, I was hitting the ground running, doing my own work that I set up with partners that I was bringing into this organization. And I got to tell them that. So I think seeing how ready I was, but also knowing how impactful it would be to have someone with diabetes be Miss Iowa was what I left with them. And they clearly made some sort of impact. I love it. I love it. So talk about, you know, um, what your prep looks like going into Miss America week. You know, what did you choose to focus on? I really focus on living out the dream of Miss Iowa because being a good title holder is honestly the best preparation for a state title and the national title. I mean, if you look at all the work that our state title holders are doing, 
they are doing the job of Miss America. And that prepares you for going into Miss America week, knowing that you are worthy and you are ready. We had such a strong class. Any one of us could have walked away with that crown and we would have said, yeah, that makes sense. And also I wanted to honor those first six-ish months of being Miss Iowa because that was always the dream. Being Miss America would be great, but Miss Iowa was the end goal for me. And Miss America was kind of an added perk. So yes, I could focus on the phases of competition, which of course I did, but doing the work left the biggest impact on me, my state, and my preparation. Yeah, I love that. Um, so during the week of Miss America, which, you know, is is crazy, what was the most surprising thing about Miss America week? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, the most surprising thing... I'd say how quickly we all became friends was pretty surprising because you never know who you're going to meet on social media. It's one thing and you might have these ideas of what a person is like, and then you meet them and it's totally nothing like they were on social media, which is so fun. Um, My first thought is Miss Georgia, for example, she always looks so beautiful. And I was like, I wonder if she'll come in and just be really focused on the competition. She was hilarious and so kind so kind so you just never know so I think that was the most surprising thing was we all became friends so quickly and as plans changed or as things kind of sprung up on us which always happens during a state competition or national competition we really leaned on each other and so I think that was really great and something I didn't necessarily expect yeah and then on the other hand what was your favorite part of Miss America week I mean, I think it's the same thing, how good of friends we've become, because we're already talking about all the reunions we're going to do. I mean, we're going to the Miss America homecoming in about a month, and we're all planning who's rooming with who, and the Airbnb, and the hotels, and everything. I mean, we truly love each other so much, and I didn't expect to have that much of a bond, but I'm so glad that I do, because I can't imagine not having them as friends now and that's so cool that's so sweet I love that and I love that y'all are all going to the homecoming that's gonna be so special um okay our final question if you could give one piece of advice to a girl competing at Miss America next year what would it be know that the results do not determine your worth or your capabilities or ability to serve as Miss America I was putting a lot of stress on myself knowing that my state has never won Miss America and we have not placed in a while. And so I really wanted to do that for my state and that didn't happen. And what I realized on finals night is that that outcome does not make me a better or worse Miss Iowa. And the work that I'm doing is still worthy of of completing. I mean, the work I was doing was not for nothing. And I was still getting so many messages from people, especially in the diabetes community, saying how seen they felt and how much they appreciated the representation. So just knowing that you're worthy, you could be Miss America, and it will not make you any better or worse of a person or title holder if you do not accomplish that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for coming on and chatting and taking time out of your post Miss America resting to come chit chat. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This was so sweet. Of course, of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all.